Hi, listeners, and welcome to the 19th episode of the Be Kind and Listen podcast. This is your host, Jess. Thanks for joining me as we show kindness to others by listening to their stories of heartache and grief. Today's guest is my friend Rose. I know Rose because I went to school with her son Evan. We were in elementary school and high school together. Miss Rose, thank you for sharing your story with us today. Thank you for having me here. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and what you learned from it? I lost my 15-year-old son uh, in an MVA in September 1997, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today, some of the things that I learned from that experience. Uh, The biggest thing I learned is how painful it is uh, to have lost somebody that you've spent all this time with, and you you just don't know what to do. But what I did, what we did as a family is we went to, uh, started attending the Compassionate Friends Bereaved Parent Group, and that was the best thing that ever happened to us. There were people there that were, um, we were all in the same boat, had all the same questions and all. Uh, dealt with the pain together. That was uh, a biggie. Um, The other thing that I learned, too, was that you have to have patience with each other. No two people grieve alike. In families, uh, mom and dads grieve differently from each other, and neither one is wrong. It's just how they grieve. Um, It's always a help if you can talk about the person that's died, uh, to re- to share memories of them or uh, funny things that they did that helps and and you get to hear their name, uh, which is a is is a blessing um, because after they died nobody talks about it anymore. Um, the other thing too is to, with compassionate friends, we met monthly and we got so much involved. I became a chapter leader for three years. And that helped me deal with my pain because I was sharing with others how how devastating it is, but that you can make some steps to get where you need to be. Um, I would do it again in a heartbeat. The other thing is to, as time goes on, you share less of the sadness and more of the happiness, the uh, fun memories, that sort of thing, birthdays, that sort of thing. So it's good to talk about it. One of the things that is really hard is people sometimes avoid you because they don't want to make you hurt or cry. And what they don't understand is that you are not making them cry. Those tears were there way before you said a word. Uh, What can you do when somebody does get tearful? Listen to them. You don't have to say a word. Give them a pat on the shoulder. Give them a hug, that sort of thing. Just letting them know that you hear them. And that's pretty much all that you need to do just to let them direct you and what they need. Those are all wonderful tips. Thank you for sharing that. Can you share with us a little bit about Evan? Evan was 15 years old. He was a comedian. He could not pass a mirror without looking at himself and how handsome he was. Um, he had a wonderful heart. He, we had moments where he would say things to me that he wouldn't say to his father. Just It was between you and me, Mom, and I loved that, too. And then uh, most times, it, chances were that he would go to Dad, and he would say, don't tell Mom. So that sort of thing. He 
loved being around other people. He loved to write. He wrote poems that he didn't really share with anybody. I did not find out until after he died when the school shared that with me. He and Allison had uh, a great bond. They were typical siblings. They were, you know, would argue, but they wouldn't let anybody else enter with their argument. They were uh, tight to peas in a pod. And so here I am over 20 years later, me and my family. Um, we we share our memories of, you know, amongst us both, all of us. Um, every once in a while on his birthday, somebody will share a memory that we did not know of, and that's a blessing too. How did you get through um, the days and, and weeks and months right after Evan passed? I, we could not have done it without friends. One of the things that I remember, friends and family, one of the things that I remember was I was so in shock, I couldn't pray. And so I would tell some of the closest folks, will you pray for me because I can't do it right now. And they did every day. Call me on the phone and I just listened as they prayed and that gave me a lot of strength. Um, it's such a painful thing. You don't really know what to do with yourself. Um, we did have another friend that came and she she knew that we were in a dark, dark place and she did things that w were helpful to us. She would tell us, it's time for you to go to bed. It's time for you to eat. That sounds like a simple thing, but when you're just, your mind's just blown, you know, you don't think of those common things. It was, the first year was not the worst. You would think that it would be. You're in such a fog, there's a lot of things you don't remember. That next year was very difficult because things had calmed down. We had time to process a few things and deal with, well, not deal with it as well, but to to deal with the pain that we had, the loss. Um, I used to cry at the drop of a hat um, just from the pain. That's all I could do. Um, and then as time worn on, wore on and dealing with that pain, you learn what helps and what doesn't. And you have to sometimes get to the point to tell others that doesn't help me. You know, we know that the good Lord took care of us in more ways than one. When we were at the site where Evan was trapped inside the car, I just remember standing there. I, I was standing there as a nurse, not a mama. And I recognized that it was not gonna have a good outcome. And so I prayed and I said, please Lord, take care of him. And that meant whatever happened, whether he lived, whether he died, I knew he was taken care of. Um, so sometimes too, when I couldn't think of anything else to do, I would read the Bible, I would read Psalms. Evan loved Psalms. He wouldn't tell anybody about it, but he absolutely loved Psalms. And so I read a lot of that and, you know, just processing. And that was helpful too. Um, there's no time limit. Um, like I said, it's over 20 years and I think I'm doing pretty well. And then I'll see something that triggers me. I call it the grief spasms. They never go away. There'll be something that you're going to see that ch triggers a memory, a thought, and that sort of thing early on. I remember going for Father's Day cards and Mother's Day cards and getting in that aisle and seeing from your son, and I'd be just 
a mess. You know, I would just snatch whatever I had to to get out of there. And uh, you, you just have to go by whatever works for you doesn't cause you injury, doesn't cause anybody else around you injury, uh, to be injured, that will work for you. With mom, like, I just miss her not being a part of things still. Like, oh, I wish she were here for that. Like, did you ever go through that, or how do you Yes, we did, especially the holidays. Um, Evan's birthday was the day after Christmas, and that meant birthday paper, not Christmas paper. And he would, when he was like five or six, he would tell my mom, Granny, please use birthday paper, not Christmas paper. Uh, I think that was probably his most favorite holiday. Um, and starting out with that very first, there's a lot of firsts. You've already had some too. Uh, the times that that first birthday without him here. Uh, I remember we had set the table and we did four for settings and there's only three of us and you realize some of that stuff and you think wow you know um it's just some of it is so I can't explain how difficult it is and what to do to get through that because everybody is individualized in dealing with the holidays after Evan passed do you keep the same traditions or have you started new ones a lot of times we'll go and do something uh, Thanksgiving to the shelter and serve food and stuff because that's something positive instead of us sitting at home and feeling like we do, you know, just saying, well, you know, which is what we did at one time. We'd sit there and vegetate. And then it got to be, well, you know, we can go do this. One year we delivered uh, Christmas baskets. Christmas baskets to the elderly. That's a highlight. You know, that was being able to put something in, in action that let us think of him in a, a, a happier way than sadness. Sometimes the sadness comes, uh, you acknowledge it, and move from there. You may stay there several days, though, or months if you want to, you know, but can you share a funny story with us about Evan? When we go to church homecoming, he would schmooze the little ladies serving the food. They were always the older ladies in the church. He was such a schmooze, and he'd get up there, he'd go three or four times, and they didn't like that for anybody else to do it, but oh gosh, he schmoozed them, and they would give him whatever he wanted. It was such an honor and a blessing to sit and talk with Miss Rose and Allison, who is Evan's sister. While we were talking, Miss Rose shared a story with me about my mom, and I wanted to record it so I could share it with you as well. Like Rose has said, hearing stories that people share with you after your loved one has passed can bring such joy to someone. Listen as Miss Rose shares how mom showed her kindness one day. We went to one of the basketball games, the team that Evan was on, um, and Jessica's mom sat in front of us. We got there usually after they did. We sat in the back. But anyway, at halftime, she turned around and she looked at me and she said, Rose, do you want to go outside? Because I think your mother had a good sense of people's feelings. I mean, she 
she was so observant. She was better than being observant. And so it was just like she was reading my mind. We got down, we went outside, and I teared up. And she stood there, and she put her arm on my arm. And she said, it's going to be all right. You cry as long as you need to. She warmed my heart then, and the thought ever warms me now. Because that wasn't the only time. How are you doing? How's it going? What can I help you with? You know, so she acknowledged the feelings. And some people can't. She was good at it. Rose, it was such a joy to sit down with you and Allison today. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your journey with us. And thank you, listeners, for taking the time to be kind and listen. Join us next week as Kristen shares with us how she has lived with chronic health issues since the age of 10.